0: And now, the host of the longest-running fight show in history. What are you doing? I'm starting a fight. He's going to
2: finish it for
0: me. Ladies and gentlemen, Bam. Pedro Fernandez.
2: <laughs> Domenic Caballero, bienvenido. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Ring Talk Live Worldwide. This hour, you're inside looking the world of MMA. Straight up, my name is Pedro Fernandez, and I am the reigning, the defending, the undisputed heavyweight champion of the radio airwaves, having defended that title now for better than three decades. And straight up today, we're talking UFC 187, right around the corner, but UFC fight night from the Philippines, good lord, the California kid, Uriah favor doesn't have a clue against Frankie Edgar. Of course, Edgar, the former lightweight champion, 155 pounds, coming down to 145, uh, Basically, it was supposed to be the weight that you know Uriah Faber wanted to fight at, but 135 I think is his max right now is where he should be. And it was 10 pounds too heavy, and the bigger guy won. Going away, better wrestler, better takedowns. Got to give Frankie Edgar credit that night. He won as expected against uh, the crazy California kid. And the co-feature, little surprise there. Luke Barnett, like getting shut out by Mark Munoz, a Filipino wrecking machine, getting the win in Manila. More power to him. I mean, the guy's been, like, mucked up. He's been beaten up like you wouldn't believe. Chris Weidman put a licking on him. I could, ooh, I had to turn my face away from the cage who was beating on him so bad. That was in San Jose, California. From that point forward, the career of Mark Munoz went downhill. He finished his career with a win in the Philippines in front of his people. More power to him and the UFC for getting him that win. UFC drug test, all kinds of stuff to talk about. Zach attack young in a little while. one 800 Eight seven eight seven five two nine. That's one eight hundred eight seven eight seven five two nine. We've got the uh, the Twitter thing going on. You want to twang us? It's at Ring Talk at R I N G T A L K. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide Force Byline. iHeartRadio, Radio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, and hey for the troops, the American Forces Network.
4: attention catheter users stop reusing dirty catheters catheters are now disposable recent changes in Medicare now allow patients up to 200 disposable catheters a month all at little or no cost to you we bill Medicare put an end to the mess and risk of infection by using old catheters just use a catheter once and throw it away Eliminate trips to the pharmacy and insurance paperwork. Shipping is free. Receive a free catheter sample by calling and joining Medical Direct Club right now. Call 1-800-399-9018 to receive your free catheter sample discreetly delivered right to your door. That's 1-800-399-9018. 1-800-399-9018. Call 1-800-399-9018 today deductibles and co Supply. apply free catheter samples require qualified membership sample will arrive with 90-day order
5: the experts at web.com want to build your business a successful website for free just like they did for these web.com customers we've used and, and looked at other website designers but there's nobody better than web.com web.com can have your website built for free and up and running in as little as seven days 855 254 7483 or go to web.com slash radio. There is no upfront charge for building the website, after which the ongoing fee applies. Rights to the website are relinquished upon cancellation unless otherwise purchased.
0: All right, here we go. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get on. Here we go. Brought to you by Bud Light, Joe. Perfect fish for whatever happens. Rhonda wants to make it happen quickly. There's it, the arm. The t- t- just right like there. Oh my God. Whoa. Oh my God. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. What the hell's that?
2: The horns of the mighty tower of power, of San Mateo, California, June 9th and 10th. I'll be in the house probably both nights. I'll be that good-looking guy up near the stage. No, actually, probably, probably be that broke guy in the portion. Bottom line is, ten bucks gets you into the concert. And it is a concert you will never forget. Anybody that's ever seen Tower of Power live has never walked away unimpressed. They are an amazing group of individuals. Their horn section is second to none. And of course, their rhythm section led by Davey Garibaldi and Rocco Bastia, the bass and the Trump drum, drummer and bass player, both Hall of Famers. Just amazing, amazing musicians. Tower of Power, check them out. Towerofpower.com. That is their website. Now, last night, Frankie Edgar. USC fight night, of course, Frank Gary prevailing over Uriah Faber. The scores were 50 to 45 going across the board. Some people thought the scores a little bit closer, but the bottom line is the right guy won, and the right guy was a bigger guy. And nine out of ten times in the world of combat sports, a good bigger guy beats a good little guy. It's just the size thing. It just happens. That time when I fought Ernie Chavez, I could have looked in Ernie Chavez was a junior welterweight. I don't think he and I would have, um, we would have been in a decent fight, but I don't think he would have. I I I really don't think it would have been much of a fight. I think I'd have won, going away. But at 147, when he weighed in at 167, actually weighed in 147 and stepped in the ring at 167 like a three or four days later in the National Golden Love Tournament, it was just too big for me, and he pounded me like salt. Okay, so this idea of moving up and weight, everybody says, oh, just move up a couple of pounds. Just it ain't that easy, folks. You move up, you fight bigger guys, they hit harder, they've got bigger arms, longer reach, bigger body mass. The bottom line is... Not a good thing to move up and weight a lot, believe me. And the guys that have done it, more power to them. I think the, the greatest guy to ever move up and weight as far as all the weight classes were concerned, as far as combat sports, you know, it has to be Roberto Duran. Going from 135 pounds, the lightweight champion starting out at 122, but going from a 135 pounds to the welterweight championship, then the junior middleweight championship, then the middleweight championship, then, of course, uh, going 12 rounds, with 15 rounds with Marvin Hagler and be ahead after 12 rounds. Man, you know, Roberto Duran was an accomplished athlete, but he was able to make the jump in weight. Frank Yeager came down in weight. Uriah Faber fighting at the weight that he won the WBC Cage Fighting Championship, of course, a a WBC World Extreme Cage Fighting Championship, back in the day before the Zufa people. I'm talking about UFC. They bought up that company, bought up all the companies, basically. There's nobody else but Bellator and a couple other companies. But when you look at it, this monopoly that the players, I'm talking about the fighters are suing the UFC over, I think there's 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 legitimacy to it. I think that any time that you own the biggest team, uh, 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 the only team, the only, I mean, where could guys go? If Dana White says, you know what, you're going to get this for a fight, and if you don't like it, where are you going to go? What are you going to do? Kevin got a union to go to, and now Joe Rogan, the uh, commentator, TV color, uh, TV comedian, stand-up comedian, the guy that did the those those gross TV shows back in the days and ew, God anyway survival and all that kind of good stuff Survivor. Um, he's you know he, he says there should be a union for MMA fighters so that'll be interesting how that plays out. Seeing he is a television broadcaster and he works for the UFC and not for any television network. He works for the UFC. See that was a problem that the people at HBO had with the UFC was they wanted to bring the UFC into HBO but they wanted to hire their own objective. TV uh, announcers, and the UFC said, no, we want to go with our own guys. And the co-main event last night, of course, those guys going at 145 featherweight, as far as your fire favor is concerned, um, a bad loss for him, I think. And, and, and people say, well, you know, it was, he didn't get really beat up, and it was unanimous loss, and so what? He was, he was moving back up in weight, and Frankie Edwards was coming down in weight. No, no disgrace to losing to a former lightweight champion. This is true, but when you're 35 years old, you can't afford to lose. He just can't afford to lose. And Uriah, Fa- Uriah Faber took a step back with that loss. Um, Gagar Masousey, pretty good fighter, man. The guy's a veteran. Been around a long time. Took apart Costas Philippou. That was the unanimous, nod, 30 to 27 across the board. Mark Munoz, the aforementioned Mark Munoz, the Filipino wrecking machine who signed my Wall of Fame out here with the great Ian semi my wall of fame out here at the Sports Byline Studios, of course, the Filipino record machine, a winner against Luke Barnett in the Philippines. And you got to give all props to Mark Munoz going out a winner. I went out, I lost my last fight. I remember looking down out the ring telling my mother, it's over with, I'm, I'm retired. But, you know, if you can go out with a win, more power to you. But 99.9% of the time, fighters go out losing. That's just the way it is, nature of the game. Uh, but Mark Munoz went out a winner, if he does... Uh, promise and stays retired of course medically he's been told that he needs to retire and i don't think he would have been cleared to fight here in california i think he was cleared to fight in the philippines and that's uh says a lot in itself anyway a couple other winners on the card neil magny john zuck some of the bonuses that went out they didn't go to the main event guys that's how sort of sleepy the main event was wasn't that great of a fight USC 187 right around the corner of course. Rumble Johnson, Anthony Rumble Johnson. Supposed to take on John Jones. Then John Jones getting in this hit and run about three weeks ago? Remember that? It got in a hit and run in Albuquerque, New Mexico, ran a red light, was smoking a little herb, had a pipe in the car. The pipe was on the floor of the car. Here's what was going on. This ex-cop is going to tell you what was going on, okay? I know a little bit about herbs, too. But the bottom line is he's driving down the road. It, it, he's stoned. And he runs this red light. He's stoned. He's on the phone, too. He's, like, chilling. I'm on the phone. I'm kicking it. And and I'm driving. I smoke weed. The pipe was on on the dashboard and in between. And boom, he gets in his car accident, totals the car. The pipe goes onto the floor. The pipe's got a little bit of weed in it. Okay. He runs off. John Jones runs off. People identify him. There was an off-duty policeman. He goes, hey, John, can I get an autograph? John said, hey, I'm out of here. I'm running. So he left. Then he comes back. He comes back to the scene of the crime. I kid you not. Came back to the scene of the crime. Got some cash or some dope or whatever it was. He says it was cash. He stuffed it in his pockets, and then he left for the second time. He wasn't found for a day and a half, turned himself in on Monday for a felony charge because he, one of the women involved uh, in the car accident, one of the, uh, one of the other cars with three cars in all, counting the Jones SUV was totaled, and a picture of that is available at ringtalk.com, R-I-N-G-T-A-L-K, ringtalk.com. In fact, we take you through uh, each event. And the John Jones incident, but you know he hit this girl and he broke her arm and as as a result of the accident, she suffered a broken arm, and that makes it a felony, just like drunk driving if you get in a drunk driving uh, accident and somebody gets hurt, guess what it's felony drunk driving if you do the same i mean he's looking he's looking at a tough road to hoe here he really is one eight hundred eight seven eight seven five two nine is one eight hundred eight seven eight 7529. Cain Velasco is back in June. We'll talk about that with Zach Attackio when we bring him in. Of course, this is your longest running fight show in history. Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Zach will join us via Skype. So we've got open phone lines, coast to coast. 1 800 878 7529. That's 1 800 878 7529. USC 187, Daniel Cormier. Does he deserve to fight for the title again just after losing? Even though John Jones was stripped in is stripping John Jones is that legal and then finding him $30,000 for cocaine in May cocaine he supposedly took in December does that make sense to you i don't think so let's talk about that with Zach Attack Young next on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network
8: Call the CESI Debt Helpline right now for a free confidential debt review. 800-957-6063.
7: 800-957-6063. Make sure you tune in to the Sports Byline Combat Sports Recap with Pedro Fernandez. Saturday nights on Sports Byline USA Sports Overnight America Weekend Edition. Brought to you by Alchemy Water.
2: Look into my eyes, little man. Little Brazilian. Move head. What you got to say now? Face to face. Mind to mind. What
4: you got to say? What you got to say? Oh, you, you know Portuguese, huh? Wow. This is going to go down, man. It's going to be electric in Vegas on July 11th for UFC 189 in the main event. A featherweight title fight that is uh, sure to be very memorable one way or another. And let's talk about it with the uh, champ Jose Aldo, his uh, translator Lillian, the notorious Conor McGregor, along with UFC president Dana White. And it was about to go down. Just a few minutes ago here in the studio, Dana, because you put the, the the belt on and you were taunting Jose. Where does your dislike for the champ come from?
3: I have no dislike for my opponent or any opponent. I respect any man that steps foot inside the octagon, but business is business. And if you are in the way of my business, you will be taken out. And yes, you are correct. I put the belt on myself out backstage, and he done absolutely nothing. The same way he done nothing on that stage. The same way he will do nothing inside that octagon.
4: Jose, how did that make you feel when he put the belt on and started taunting you?
9: Quando ele colocou o cinturão ali, mostrou para você como você se sentiu? Normal. Eu sabia que ele sempre vai fazer alguma gracinha, então fica normal. Isso aí, Só é para sentir o gosto que ele sabe que daqui isso aqui nunca vai sair. Isso aqui é meu filho. Isso aqui só vai sair um dia quando eu me aposentar. It's common. He wants to taste it. He will never have my belt. I will keep it.
0: Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. You know me. You get in my way,
9: I'll kill you. You
2: get in my way and I'll kill you? Conor McGregor. Jose Aldo. Man, that's going to be one hell of a fight. And that's really the fight that people are talking about. Of course, the heavyweight champion in action in June. We'll get to that. But Conor McGregor, and eh, he's captured the world as far as the media is concerned. They did a press tour. They've never done a press tour like they've done for this fight. Of course, they went to different countries. They were in Europe. They were in uh, Brazil. They went to the United States. So they, did, they, they swung through three different continents. I'm telling you, this fight's really going to rock as far as pay-per-view is concerned. And straight up. Conor McGregor, of course, the the loudmouth. People think of him nothing but a a bunch of talk. I mean, he's not a bunch of talk. I mean, he he, he's really. I think he's really can back it up here. And come July the 11th, we'll find out. UFC 189, of course, on the line from Southern California, the host of Sports Overnight America, the Weekend Edition, Mr. Zach Attack Young, Zach. Conor McGregor, he's the real deal, man. Why do people put him down? Why are people doubting him? I think he's gonna. I think he's. If he doesn't beat Jose Aldo. He's got the best chance of anybody going right now to beat Jose Aldo.
9: Yeah, I got to agree with you there. I think what it comes down to is a lot of times people don't like people who are expressive of their confidence and their abilities, shall we say. So they don't like to see Conor McGregor doing that and projecting that he believes in himself. You mean talking smack? Basically, essentially, yes. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean,
2: he just told the guy. Basically, he told him in Brazilian he was going to kill him. I mean, that's, that's – listen – I, I, I don't know. I mean, Jose Aldo's never faced anybody like this before. And I, he sort of reminds me of Muhammad Ali getting into Sonny Liston that first time when they fought for the heavyweight championship of the world. I mean, Sonny, I, he got to Sonny. He psyched Sonny out to an extent. And after eight rounds, Sonny said, you know what? I hadn't, I've had enough. I'm going to resign. And, of course, the second fight was a tank fight. But it, this guy reminds me. Uh, he's got Ali-like abilities, but George Foreman-like striking abilities. He's a killer.
9: Yeah, absolutely. I think he has a, he has a lot of power, a lot of speed, and a lot of technique. So it's going to be a, a bad combination for Otto, I think, because he also has the size advantage. But then again, I mean, you can't count out the champion. He's the champion for a reason. I just, me personally, I've seen signs of aging, and in Conor McGregor, I've seen signs of improvement each fight.
2: He's twenty. He's twenty five and one. Hasn't lost a to fight like since Ronald Reagan was president. I kid you not. It's been a long, long time. And that one fight was at 155, and you and I have talked long about you know, combat sports, and we talked about making weight and things like that. And there comes a day when you just can't make that weight anymore and be strong. I mean, you just can't make it anymore and be strong. And I think that Jose Aldo, I think we saw that in Renan Barao, I think we'll see it in the rematch with the uh, TJ Dillashaw when they hook it up later in the year. But I, I, see, I see the same thing here.
9: Yeah, I I definitely think you're onto something. I think at the end of the day, too, I think that Connor's somebody who could easily be competing at lightweight. So the fact that he lost his only match to a lightweight is kind of telling. And I think that it'll show up in this fight.
2: Robbie Lawler and Rory McDonald's hooking it up in the welterweight division. Of course, 170 pounds. It's going to be a great fight. Robbie Lawler, the champion. Of course, Zach thinks he got that title up here. You think he got a gift on that one, huh?
9: Um, I wouldn't say necessarily a gift because it was a close fight, but I personally thought Hendricks won.
2: And there's no chicks on this card. I have no idea why. We want why? Why is it now when I, I tune into a UFC card, I want to see a chick fight? Why? Why do you think that is? Because chicks give it all.
9: Yeah, the, the, you know, there's just a higher chance that you're going to be entertained. That they're they're putting the sport on their back every time they step in there. So yeah, I think that's what it comes down to at the end of the day. Zach and
2: Tad Young our guest, folks. He co-hosts of Sports Overnight America, the weekend edition, of course, Saturday nights, 10 p.m. Pacific time. We air for two hours. Myself, Zach, uh, Assyrian, Pete, and, of course, Big D, Dominic Mendes. We talk sports A to Z every Saturday night, 10 p.m. Pacific time on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, iHeartRadio, and Sirius XM Satellite Radio, of course, the American Forces Network as well. But no chicks on this card. Um, listen, i got to ask you a question. I was talking with um with Kyle Kingsbury last week, the King of course, the retired USC fighters involved in that class action lawsuit against USC. And he was telling me now with this Reebok deal, as far as sponsors are concerned with USC fighters, they've got to wear Reebok trunks and our Reebok sponsor, you know, ads on their trunks can't wear anybody else, anybody else's. And they're getting substantially less. In other words, the most that Brendan Schaub could possibly make, uh, getting, uh, stuff on his trunks would be 40,000 bucks. And yet uh, through the UFC and this Reebok thing, but yet if he was doing independently, he he'd be able to get a hundred grand. I think they're violating some antitrust law right there.
9: Yeah, that that I think that the UFC. You know how I feel about the UFC making so much money and the fighters not getting anything. I think that this is just another example of that. On paper, it looks like ooh, this is great for the fighters. They're going to have guaranteed sponsorship. But I've I've seen a lot of fighters complaining about how much they get paid.
2: Well, I mean. You've got to complain if you go from four from. A, listen, Brendan Schaub is a middle of the road guy. You and I know that he's a good interview. I mean, he's a decent fighter. He comes up with a couple of good wins once in a while, but he's like a gatekeeper per se in the heavyweight division. And and that might be giving him a little bit too much credit, huh?
9: Yeah, I, I would say gatekeeper's fair enough, but he's the gatekeeper in a division that's kind of weak. So that's that's not really the greatest position to be in.
2: Why? Why is the division so weak? I mean, you've got a champion, although he hasn't fought since Ronald Reagan was president, and I'm just kidding. But in uh, a long time, Cain Velasquez has been off a year and a half now. Um, wh- why is Why is the division so weak? I mean, MMA seems to be grabbing uh, popularity left and right. You would think that there are guys falling into these spots from different countries around the world. Why are the Why is the heavyweight division lacking?
9: You know, that's a good question. I couldn't tell you exactly why it's lacking. It's it, Maybe it's the same reason the boxing heavyweight division's lacking, you know? I think a lot of the best prospects are playing in the NFL in those divisions.
2: Tyson Fury, the heavyweight, you know, he, tweet, he tweeted his phone number to fans. Uh, I don't know why. Tyson Fury's a bit of a joke, but he's a giant gypsy and. um in Europe, and he's undefeated. It's a fight. He's going to take on Vladimir Klitschko next, I believe. It'll be in, like, September or October, but he, he tweeted out his cell phone number this week. And Bellator MMA, Scott Coker said he had reached a deal, a tentative deal with Tyson Fury for the six foot eight, 250-pound gypsy to fight in, uh, on Bellator in MMA. What's your, what's your take on that?
9: Well, that's pretty surprising. I, I'm, I mean, I know that Scott Coker is a bit more lenient than the UFC in terms of uh, having people compete in two sports at once, but that would be interesting to see Tyson Fury in there. I don't, I don't think he has any type of MMA background, so it may be a bit of a struggle. But do you know a what? Certain- a, do you know what a
2: gypsy is? Do you know what a gypsy really is? This guy. Yeah, but- Caravans? Yeah, yeah, they caravan. <laughs> they travel all around Europe. They like live in mobile homes and things like that. And I saw this fine chick he's going out with like this model like chick, you know what I'm saying? And I am saying to myself, this chick lives in a mobile home? Come on, you gotta be kidding. You gotta I was like that that of all that of all the Tyson Fury stuff that he said and done and things like that, that just absolutely blew me away that, that most that exquisitely beautiful blonde was living in a trail with him going around Europe. Anyway, he's beaten up everybody. I mean, he's a street fighting dude. That's why I think he's got it that's why I think he has a chance. That's why he thinks he has a chance at MMA. Plus he's six foot seven, six foot eight, got the size. He can weigh about two hundred and seventy pounds. He you know doesn't have to cut weight like he does for boxing to get in shape. Um and he thinks he can make 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 a formal run at that. But more power to him. I think if he wants to take a chance at it I think that's fine, but I think they've got to get him a better fighter than, as far as an opponent's concerned, than you, me, Scott Cuddy, or or maybe Ian.
9: Yeah, I mean, if if they really want to make him something serious, they they do have to. But knowing Tyson Fury, I don't think he's afraid to fight anybody. He might just try to take on their best champion over there.
2: Eh, I don't know. I'm not. I've had Tyson Fury on the show, and I, I'm not saying he has a soft chin or a, a glass jaw, but I think he's. He might be. He may have a soft head because, um, you know. I I'm just not a big fan of Tyson Fury, although I would like him to come back to the show. Anyway, let's talk about drug tests, and we'll take that back. We'll wait till that day. We got time. Nevada City Athletic Commission has come down hard on MMA fighters and boxers alike. Uh, The first-time offenders will get like a three-year fine, a three-year ban, plus a hefty fine. Repeat offenders get a four-year ban. Three strikes uh, is a lifetime ban. Fines range from 50% to 100% of the athletes' purse. Users of marijuana, diuretics, and other substances face 18 months to two-year suspensions and they find up 30 to 40% of their purse for first-time offenders. Good Lord. Uh, are we still going through this joint thing, man, here? Now, why is that? If you can smoke a joint 35 or 40 days ago and it's still in your system, why should they be able to penalize you for that? Anyway, that's a different subject. Let's talk about these drug tests. Pretty tough rules going into place there September 1st,
9: huh? Yeah, definitely. But I I personally, I'm in favor of it. I think you should be banned if, if you're a repeat offender on, on steroids. I mean, it would be kind of nice if you just got a lifetime ban the first time you use them, but that might be a little too harsh.
2: Well, you and I agree on the performance enhancing drugs, though. But, you know, I know a lot of MMA fighters that relax with marijuana. They just do. I mean, John Jones, the, the exception, he got in trouble doing that stuff driving around town. But a lot of guys, you know, they relax with weed. They don't they don't need somas and they don't need um, they don't need alcohol, they don't need other but you know, pharmaceutical drugs, things like that. They use a little bit of herb and then it shows up in their system thirty five or forty days later. I just don't see I just don't see the there being a, a, a violation of anything there because it's not a performance enhancing drug. It's something he did in his own time during training.
9: Right, I mean, that's, to me it's almost like as if you popped on a drug test because you drank green tea, you know? I don't, I don't see it as something that harms athletes. I don't see it as something that's, like, really going to benefit them in a fight. Okay,
2: back to the July 11th card before we go to the hard break here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, iHeartRadio and the American Forces Network, of course, as well as SiriusXM Satellite Radio. Jose Aldar, Conor McGregor in the main event July the 11th underneath Mike Swick, um, Cody Garbart, Matt Brown, Thomas Almeida. Not a whole lot. Zach, I don't know, man. Outside of the main event and in the, in the co-main event, there isn't a whole lot of depth there, is there? Real quick, is there?
9: No, that doesn't look like a very exciting card. <laughs> <laughs> you
2: are tuned to Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM Satellite Radio, the American Forces Network, TuneIn.com, Stitcher.com, lots of different internet platforms, including, of course, iTunes, This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. My name is Pedro Fernandez, but you know this. This is Ring Talk.
8: 800 949 8707. 800 949 8707.
10: Protective Insurance Specialist is a referral service that connects you to a licensed agent. Availability, waiting periods, and limitations vary by state, not major medical. Certain plans require association membership.
6: After my husband passed away, we couldn't pay the mortgage, make car payments, or pay bills. Sometimes even having enough food was a problem. All of a sudden, our financial security gone.
10: You've made plans for the future college for the kids retirement have you thought of the unexpected curves life can throw at you ask yourself what if
11: Hi, Rick Tittle here. You may know me as the Sports Talk host. I can talk about all sports. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, soccer, golf, tennis, auto racing, boxing, Olympics, rollerball. But this time I'm here to talk about pain. If you have pain in your knee or your back like I do, then you should know about the Health Alert Hotline. If Medicare is your primary insurance, then you could qualify for a back or knee brace at little or no charge. I have an old injury for my football playing days, and anything that can help take that pain away and make it more manageable, that has my attention. I love the free delivery, and they take care of the paperwork for you. So if you have Medicare and need help for back, ankle, knee, or shoulder pain, please call the Health Alert hotline at 800-428-1570. That's 800 800-428- 428 1570. Agents are standing by 24 7. So go ahead and call now. 800 428
2: 1570. Started it off. Right there, Rock okay. Jim. Sent to
0: go. By right. Domi and Guida. Oh, right
7: oh, head kick. Guida's
1: pace is relentless. 45
0: Here again with the
2: head kick and the takedown.
0: Maynard. And Edgar putting on a show! Outstanding! Wow!
4: Amazing that Frankie Edgar was able to recover on that at all. And he's got Manner! Oh.
0: Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro
8: Fernandez. Better grab me quick before my knees give way.
2: The great Barbara Harris. Man, she does every listen, there should be like a spot in the rock and roll hall of fame for all these great female singers. They should have their own little corner over in the wall, a little corner. It's all about female chicks, chicks that sing, man. The chicks is like the, the best, the best. She's one of the better. Uh, female vocalists come out of the 1960s. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. This hour inside look in the world of mixed martial arts, USC 187, Danny Cormier, of course, and um, and Anthony Romo Johnson and Cormier in his last fight lost to John Jones across the board in a unanimous nod. I mean, didn't win? Did he win a round in that fight in your and your card, Zach?
9: I th- I thought he won a round in there, and he was competitive in some, but he just he definitely didn't win the fight. Zach Tag
2: Young is our guest, of course. He co-hosts the Sports Overnight America, the weekend edition, Saturday nights, at 10 p.m. Pacific time, right here on Sports Byline and iHeartRadio Radio and Sirius XM Satellite Radio. Um, Johnson and Cormier, I mean. I don't know. Does Cormier deserve to be to be fighting for the title after just loss? Is he really was he was he really the next guy in line? Should he have gotten this this immediate shot? Seeing John Jones was stripped. In case you didn't know, John Jones was stripped because of that car
9: accident I talked about earlier. Go on. Yeah, he. Um, I don't think that. I mean, it's kind of a tough situation because. It, on one hand, it doesn't. Cormier did just fight; he did just lose. But then, on the other hand, who who would be in there in his place? I mean, you can't put Gustafson in there. He just fought Johnson. Um, I don't think you could put Glover in there. I, I don't think he's deserved it. I wouldn't put Ryan Bader in there. They just cut Phil Davis. So, at the end of the day, I think he actually probably is the best choice. Even though it's one of those weird things where he just got a chance at and wasn't able to capitalize. Uh have you seen Vitor
2: Belfort lately? I understand he looks like a sunken-chested old man, you know, without the steroids. I'm just kidding. Um, always going to look good. He's got a decent body, an Adonis-like body. But when he's been on testosterone replacement therapy, he's been able to roll, roll back the clock 15 or 20 years. But they've monitored him for this fight. Nevada's all over him. They've looked deep at him. They tested him uh, randomly. He's come up negative, And he's going to take on Chris Weidman. And Chris Weidman going to smoke him like a blunt. Am I right?
9: you're right i don't i don't see vitor having much of a a chance in this fight i don't think he'll be the the test for weidman okay what if this fight was in brazil if it was in brazil then you might be a little worried but at the end of the day i just think weidman is a better all-around fighter than him like i I think vitor has his moments and he certainly has strengths but overall i I don't think he's a better fighter than chris weidman
2: okay the cowboy donald sharon on the card to take on John Maldassi, Travis Brown's on the card, taking on Andre Arlovsky. Um, Travis Brown, I really thought he was going to go places, man, and then, you know, boom, he he got stopped by Verdum, and that
9: was a bit of a surprise. Was Brown favored to win that fight? I certainly thought he was going to win that fight because I had seen Verdum get stopped a few years ago, but credit to Verdum, he's improved a lot, and I think mainly his striking has gotten a lot better. He was always excellent grappling, but now his striking has caught up.
2: Got great moves, you know, with those kicks. As far as the heavyweights concerned, man, I mean, yikes! He even does—he can do a spinning back kick. The guy's got some
9: ability. Yeah, he's—he's he's quick. He—he he doesn't. If—if if you saw him fight and you didn't know what class he was in, I don't think you would think he was a heavyweight. Okay, there—there um, there is one woman's
2: fight on this card. Rosa Namanunas is going to take on Nina Aceroff. That's a women's strawweight bout. That'll be, of course, on the preliminary card. USC. Uh, it'll be on Fox Sports One. That's five p.m. Pacific time. The card opens up at three p.m. or it get back four p.m. Pacific time that day, uh, and that'll be May twenty third, of course, with USC on Fight Pass. And Zach, have you got Fight Pass yet?
9: No, no Fight Pass yet. I'm waiting to get that in the mail or uh, something.
2: Uh, why, well, tell me this: Why is it everybody I know watches Fight Pass like in Russian and something like that? Is, is that the
9: way to watch Fight Pass? Is that the only way to do it, or what? I think so. I don't, I don't think that they've they've had a card on there that was really worthy of of getting Fight Pass. Do you mind watching fights in Russian? No, I don't mind. I, th- I think it might actually be better because then you're not going to be swayed by the commentary.
2: Yeah, And as you know, as far as as boxing is concerned, I think the English do the absolute best job. Zach Attack Youngs, I guess, but the British man—I mean, the job they do. Although you have a hard time understanding Jim Watt, the former lightweight champion, once in a while. But straight up, you know, the Scottish that he's got. But but they're 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 true to their sport, man. I think the the English do the best as far as. As boxing, concerned, so combat sports, I don't know. What do you think of the fact that the USC that their announcers are all like you know in-house guys bought and paid for, it, and their check is signed by the USC. Where if they were boxing commentators, their their check will be signed by HBO, and then be going in and doing fights for different promoters. You see where I'm going there? See the see what, see the difference in roles.
9: No, you make a good point there. And, and to be honest with you, I've noticed a little bias on the part of the UFC commentators. You know, they don't they don't mention what's going on in other promotions or anything, which, I mean, you would expect, but they, they seem to definitely favor their fighters.
2: Don't you think, though, that the UFC is in a position, you know, being the almighty king of MMA and things like that, that they could probably profit themselves by pushing these smaller organizations because eventually— cream rises to the top, and if you can develop talent underneath, guess what? The talent's going to come to the UFC if the money's there.
9: Yeah, that, that's what always seems to happen. I mean, you already have seen a few Bellator stars sign with the UFC, so I, I think you're going to continue to see that. That's basically going to be like the the JV League and UFC's the varsity.
2: Speaking of Bellator, I hear there, there are guys, because there's advertising contracts that are looking to get out of the UFC and go into Bellator, and I think the aforementioned Brandon Straub was one of those guys. And I'll go back to it if you can get hundred grand for a fight. Because you know, listen, if you only fight once a year, okay, once or twice a year, or no, suppose well you fight once a year and you get your orbital bone broke like Kyle Kingsbury did, okay? There's no, there's nobody giving you money each week and this kind of stuff. You're basically on your own, okay? You got your purse and that's it. What are they going to give you a bonus afterwards having a broken face? I don't think so, okay? So uh, I'm going, I'm going to go back to. The, we think we need some type of czar. I think that boxing, we needed it for a long time, but I think there needs to be a a guy to step out and take control of the world of MMA, and it it can't be Dana White. It's got to be in some type of governmental position. Are you against involving government here? Are you one of those Stone Republicans that say no more government here, or or, do you think that's a progressive idea and I'm going in the right direction?
9: no i think you're right um i mean i don't think you can always trust government but at the end of the day i do think that there does need to be some type of third party involved in that it can't be just somebody running the ufc who's making those decisions okay
2: back to the ufc fight night of course in the philippines a big uh homecoming for the filipino record machine mark munoz he's he like zach attack young assigned signed the wall of fame out here and you know we wish him the best now in his retirement. He's He's a great teacher. He's a motivational guy. I've seen him speak. He speaks well. So I want to wish him the very best of luck. He was a winner over Luke Barnett, thirty to twenty-seven, in a, a middleweight contest. Of course, his career all went south when Weidman just beat him to death. Right?
9: Yeah, that was the beginning of the end, and then that was the time when he was expected to to wreck Weidman. You know, but but he certainly didn't do that. Hey, there were I'm going to brag
2: about it. There were thirty one guys press press row ringside, octagon side down there in San Jose, California, at the uh, HP Center, the Shark Tank, it what you want. And out of all of those guys, I was the only guy that picked Weidman to beat Mark Munoz. I, I just looked at, Mark, uh, at Chris Weidman and said, the guy had never been taken off his feet. He had a wrestling background, and he was undefeated. I mean, it's sort of hard to go against a guy with those kind of credentials.
9: Yeah, I mean, I, I, looking back, it, it looks like people didn't really pay that much attention to the fight. But but I, I, at the end of the day, you made the right call on that one.
2: Chris Wyman, of course, the world middleweight champion in action on the Johnson Cormier undercard. There'll be a fight night that's going to be in uh, Brazil. We'll Talking about May the 30th, of course, the Goliana Arena in Goliana, Brazil. Uh, Carlos Condes on that card. He's in the main event. Tim Bosch and take on against Dan is Dan Henderson still going to is Dan Henderson still around I thought Dan Henderson retired
9: no he's still around unfortunately
2: I mean what's he got to prove he's like 45 46 years old he can't take the testosterone replacement therapy anymore so he's probably not going to win this fight I mean Tim Bosch uh limited as he is he's a gatekeeper at 185 right
9: yeah, that, that's going to be a tough fight for for Dan Henderson. It's kind of two old guys going at it, but I, I don't think Dan Henderson has much left at all at this point. Okay.
2: Fallon Fox's boyfriend is on the card, Matt Mitrione. You know, you know what that's all about, right? Uh, right?
9: Yeah, I, I remember that uh, controversy. He got in a lot of trouble for talking about Fallon Fox.
2: Fallon Fox, he said like this, look, if Fallon Fox was born a dude, she's a dude. Whether she takes hormones or not, she's a dude. She's got the bone structure of a dude, of a man, okay? And she was going out there and, and licking women like a stamp. That's probably not the way I should have put that. But she was beating up women. She was, like, tearing them apart. She just was, okay? No doubt about it, okay? And then she came in. Then, so, then, then uh, Dave Meltzer was on the show, uh, Zach, and Dave said that the promoter that was handling her in Florida decided to drop her because she thought it was unfair that it, that she was beating up on women, so he had a promoter in a position to make money, and he backed away. You know, I mean, more power to him. But then some chick comes along and some chick beats her, so she is beatable.
9: Yeah, and and I think that says a lot when a, when a promoter decides that it, that they shouldn't be making money off of something because they they'll choose to make money off of anything. Yeah, no, really. Uh, uh,
2: you know, the, you know what the first pay per view was, right? No,
9: I'm not. Aware.
2: Yeah, when Don King charged you, he looked through that hole in the fence on In Living Color back in the day. I'm just kidding. A little hole in the fence. Eh, hey, why pay-per-view? Get to watch the fight. Um, I was talking to Tim Bosch, Dan Henderson, the main event, Matt Mitrione, taking on big Ben Rothwell. Ben is ben, Ben's another heavyweight gatekeeper. There's a couple of them.
9: Yeah, there's a few. Uh, th- that's definitely the that's the first one that comes to my mind, actually, is uh, Ben Rothwell, because he, I don't see him being the champion, but he is definitely a good test for other fighters.
2: Okay, no chicks on that card, so we're just going to drop that. Sorry, folks, we're into chicks. No, this is the way its one 800 is. 1-800-878-7529 is 1-800-878-7529. June the 13th, it's not a Friday, it's Saturday. Arena City, uh, Ciudad de Mexico, of course. Kane Velasquez, Fabrice Verdum. Uh Kane's been off a long time. Does that, does that give Verduum more of a chance?
9: Yep, it it definitely does. I think Verdum's been active. I think Verdum's been improving. And I almost kind of think it's a little unfair to Kane to ask him to take on such a tough challenge after being out for so long. You
2: know what? He no, I'm going to fight with you over that. we got to argue. Him. This the guy hasn't fought in a year and a half, okay? And these injuries that he's had, I think a lot of them had to do with the fact he overtrains. And when you overtrain, you're going to get hurt. When you push the envelope too far, you're going to get hurt. When you're 245 pounds and you're doing things a 155 pound guy does, guess what? I think there's there's there, there's going to be hell to pay at one time or another. And I think he's had to pay time and again. And Dana White's upset. I mean, he is supposedly the flag bearer of the franchise of the sport, and the guy hasn't been around in a year and a half.
9: Yeah, and and I mean, you look at John Jones being taken out, and it puts a lot more pressure on. Him to succeed at the end of the day.
2: Okay, John Jones being fined thirty thousand dollars for cocaine that he took in December when he popped December third for a test. This is May past May the third, so that's like five, six about Five. Uh, c- come on, what's going on there? How can you find a guy six months later?
9: Well, I think Dana White's doing his best Roger Goodell impression. You know, he's he's feeling out the public and then making a decision way later that he should have made you know, right when the initial incident happened.
2: Yes or no answer. Zach attack young. Before I let you go, Tom Brady being suspended for four reigns to flake eight. Yes or no. Was it a good thing? Yes. Right on. Zach attack young. We'll see you Saturday night at sports overnight America, 10 p.m. Pacific time. Take care my brother. All right. All the best Pedro. You are tuned to ring talk live worldwide. You're inside. Look at the world of boxing and mixed martial arts. 11 a.m. Pacific time, Saturdays and Sundays on the sports byline broadcast network. And then, of course, Monday is 5 p.m. Pacific time on Sirius XM Satellite Radio. These are the Cornelius Brothers and Sister Rose. Everywhere will
6: just think all
3: over.
10: And it's everywhere. She told me it, it can, can break your, can heart, break your heart, out. heart. And put you it in, in the misery. Victory. Since I met this little one.
0: Help me,
10: and I'm telling you, it's too late to turn back now. I believe, I believe, I believe I'm falling in a
12: Do you know which investment has tripled in price since the debt crisis and risen an average 20% a year for 11 years? It's not stocks, not bonds. It's silver. And right now, we at Lear Capital believe silver is poised to hit new record highs. And we're making it easier to own than ever. For a limited time, new customers with $5,000 or more to invest in gold or silver can get up to 10 certified Morgan Silver Dollars absolutely free. That's right, up to 10 100-year-old Morgan Silver Dollars when you invest $5,000 or more, a $600
8: value free. This offer is available for IRA accounts as well. Call right now, 800-631-9229, 800-631-9229, 800-631-9229. Call Lear Capital now, 800-631-9229. This
12: family is at home.
1: want to be the next great sports announcer check out rabble.tv where you call the action you already know more than the guys on tv it's time to show the world what you can do by sharing your insights and opinions about the sports you love like football, baseball, basketball, soccer MMA, wrestling and more everything from the biggest matchups in the world to a game right in your neighborhood join other rabblers who are creating a fresh new type of audio entertainment so mute the audio coming from that network guy who never liked your team anyway and let us hear what you think so check us out on Facebook and Twitter at Sports Byline USA.
0: Now, more brain Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Circa
2: 1976, 77, somewhere around there. Conquer Pavilion, the place I went undefeated, won two Golden Glove championships. The Daz Band. About 20 other bands played. Back in the day when they had those old school concerts, you know, like 15, 20 groups playing together. Back in the day it was cool. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside Look at the world of boxing and mixed martial arts. Of course, Mixed Martial Arts, of course, USC. 187, just May 23rd, right around the corner. Um, what's going to happen in that main event? Well, I, I think it's pretty telltale what's going to happen. We're going to have a decent fight against two guys that really don't deserve to be fighting for the heavyweight, the light heavyweight championship of the world. I think the light heavyweight champion is still, until he's convicted of a crime, is John Jones taking his title before he was convicted? I think was a bit premature. I think finding him thirty thousand dollars for using cocaine in December, this being May, I think that's a bit punitive and a bit arbitrary, and the bottom line is at the end of the day, I guess they are God. Dana White is God. But guess what, God? <laughs> Sometimes God's got to get beat. And I think God's going to court. I think God's going to take a licking in court. I think these antitrust lawsuits are going to have some play, especially if you've got a guy that's making $100,000 wearing his own sponsors on his trunks, like Joe's Joe Bail Bonds or whatever they want to call him, okay? And then he gets 40000 bucks a maxing gate if he goes with his Reebok deal with the UFC. I don't get it. I just don't get it. I think that's too much control. You're controlling a guy's livelihood. The bottom line is he fights once or twice a year, maybe three times max, and he can't make money off his own trunks. Come on. Something's wrong with that picture. Greed prevails, I believe, at the UFC. You are to greed and control and power. When you get to put the three together... Bad, bad combination. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live worldwide. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you're new to the Ring Talk family, let me welcome you to the longest-running fight show in history. If you've been here for a long time, you know the time.